So the construction department at APM does not want to release full reign to loan officers and processors at branches because the majority of people in our world of mortgage banking don't have very much construction loan experience. Sure. I see that. Yeah. It's not typical for a mortgage bank to have a construction loan. Like typically it's a credit union bank thing, Mm -hmm. but now it's being expanded into the mortgage banking world and we're... (laughs) And APM knows that. So they don't want people who have no experience in the program just setting it up and then having the wrong stuff in there and have it done incorrectly. It just creates more work for the underwriter and everyone else involved. So they're trying to keep that, but they have they're bogged down. So they just have more work than they were expecting. Gotcha. And so they're backlogged. And so I'm over here. So they had they had I think it was a couple of weeks ago, had twelve construction loans. Caden said eight. I thought six of them were mine, but maybe eight of them were mine. Uh-huh. But that, then I'm like, well, we're obviously doing enough of them to do them ourselves. So just release it to us and let let us take care of it because it would shave a shit ton of time off the process. Seriously. Yeah. And then because if we could get um, so if Caden just processed all of them, then he he would have that knowledge if he had the repetition to do it over and over. And we, we know how to set them up like uh, structure wise. APM as a whole has tons of cons- new construction loans and that's preventing it's bogging down the pipeline. So it's taking longer than it should. So if I want to, if I want to sit down with you and Sam, I want, I want to build a new house and I want you to do my new construction loan. When could I start? When, when could I start hammering nails? How long would it take? So there's a lot of time spent up front when you're setting up a construction loan, determining your total cost budget. Mm-hmm. So typically we start with a pre-approval before you've picked out a floor plan and you've picked out everything. So we start with how much of a loan can you get basically? Mm-hmm. Once we figure out your approved cost budget, let's say it's 300,000 is how much I'm allowed to spend. Then it's your job to go pick out a house that all of the costs entailed for that home are going to be 3000 or less. There's a lot of time spent from the point of pre-approval to having all those costs properly documented. Um, So the loan can't actually get going until we have everything documented. So if you spent 30 days finding your builder, well, it's one thing to even find the builder. It's another thing to get those plans and specs broke down and get your your drawings and everything that you need Mm -hmm. to actually show what you're doing. So we can't even order an appraisal until we kind of have all that set up. So, you know... It could take anywhere from 60 days to four or five months to close the construction loan to get started. What if, what if, what if I came to your office? All right, here's all paperwork. Of course I got all my documents, W2s, bank statements, current mortgage statements, everything. And I got this quote from this general contractor, the framers, the HVAC plumbers, electrical earth movement, all your work. I bring all that to you. Does that expedite the process any? Absolutely. That expedites the process significantly, especially if you've already committed to those things. You mm-hmm. got your bid, you got all your cost breakdown. Hey, it's 300,000 and here it is in writing and it's all broke down. Your finishes, mm-hmm. you know, what are your countertops going to be? What right. style of cabinets are they? What kind of flooring do you have? What kind of siding is it? It can't just be, you know, 300,000 yeah. house. Okay. You know, <laughs> single story, two story. It's if everything right. is documented, speeds up the process significantly to give you kind of a, an answer. So say you bring all that to me today, we would be ready to rock and roll. You'd probably be ready to th- swing a hammer in like 60 days. That's, that's not horrible. That's, no, that's really, it's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little a big bit- evolution get, getting a new construction home going. I mean, geez, it's not like typical, you know, just jump in and sing an existing yeah, yeah. A, a pre-built stick built home. It's, 
There's a lot of work that goes into getting a construction loan approved as opposed to purchasing an existing home because you're not just approving your credit worthiness. You know, you might have the right credit and income and assets and down payment and all that. But then the whole second part of a construction loan is the project review and approval. You know, we, we need to make sure your builder is is reputable and like going to be a risk that we want to take on. You know, does he have liens and stuff against them? So there's just kind of some pre-work that we need to do to make sure the project makes sense Mm-hmm. And that all of the costs have been documented that, you know, you're not missing uh, some, you're not w- missing a roofing line item. Mm-hmm. You're not going to build a house without a roof, you know? So we need to make sure that we've accounted for every single thing that's going to come up in the building process. So with, with, with my veteran brothers and sisters looking to build a home and they, they're finding a builder. I, I know the the first half of, the, of getting it going has nothing to do with it, but when you, when they want to roll that into a V loan at the end, yeah. does the builder have to be approved through the VA or is there any other stipulations or FHA for that example, any other programs that. So with the VA, uh, there's a VA builder ID that they need to obtain if they do not already have one. It's not a hard process. We've mm-hmm. actually worked with some builders to get their VA oh, nice. builder ID so that we can kind of help them tee that up and make the process simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, horribly expensive or drawn out. It's actually very reasonable. So if you have a vet, you know, if you're a builder and your uh, client wants to obtain, get a VA loan at the very end, Mm -hmm. you want them to be able to take advantage of that benefit. So, and we, we always want builders to not be afraid of that. We want to be like, Hey, this is all you got to do. It helps our client. Let's our veteran get the the benefit that they deserve. And we've, we've not had pushback. We've had, if builders don't have it, they're like, Oh, thank you for Point me in the right direction. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. And they in, fill it all out yeah. and send it in. And then it does give the veteran the option to still use their VA loan, even if they um, do a construction loan. Mm-hmm. So is, is that currently your, your most popular product you're pushing right now is new construction? or I have a huge uptick in construction loans right now. Um, Why do you think that is? I think it's a combination of things. I, I have a lot of clients that have owned land for a while that have just chose not to build that maybe purchased an existing home or if they've been in a home, they bought land while they're living in their home, mm-hmm. whatever the deal is. Um, and but now, you know, rates are high. The resale market is tough sometimes, sure. especially if they're already in a home that they like. So they're not going to buy another home unless it's superior to the home that they're in. Right. Um, so I think a lot of these, most of my construction loan clients, that's kind of the case. They're trying to upgrade. So now they're building the home that they want as opposed to um, purchasing a home. So those, those all move up buyers that you're working with? Most of them are move up borrowers. Um, some of them are first time home. I, let's see. So I think I, of the like 10 construction loans I can think of right now, my most recent ones, I think only one or two is a first time home buyer. Oh, wow. Majority of them are move up buyers. Um, people who already own a home or they have a home that they've been living in on their lot right now. And they're replacing it with a new home, mm-hmm. which is a move up buyer in a roundabout way. They, you know, like one of my clients has a, a double wide, maybe it's a nineties or an eighties double wide. And, um, they want a much larger home, a new home. So, and that home is very, it's run down, hasn't been upgraded or anything. Mm-hmm they're actually going to sell the home that that's on the property right now, make a, a decent amount of money from it. And then we're going to put a new home on there through the means of our construction loan. Um, they're very excited. They're going to be able to upgrade their, their living condition without going out and purchasing an existing home. And they're, it's fun to pick out your own, your own finishes and your different things, you know, it's kind of overwhelming. It is overwhelming. So we went through the process uh, building, not, you know, 
the new construction you're referring to, because you're referring to people that, you know, bring in plans, yes. have land or purchasing land in combination with this. We did a, you know, a plan community with with one of the local builders and it was overwhelming. Like, okay, here they gave us, here's your budget for countertops, your budget yep. for lights and appliances. And it's kind of overwhelming. I know Veronica was overwhelmed. So I, I, had to, I had to break it down. I made like little vision boards for like, here, here's this, how this looks, this pick it out. She's like, Oh, I like that. I like that. I like this. Okay. And then we tied yeah. it all together and, kind of got what we wanted. I think that's a good thing to kind of mention is that um, there is a lot of ways to get into a new home. Mm-hmm. You know, construction loans are really, like you said, you either went out, you found your own land or you own your land and you're, you're going and picking out your builder and getting all your plans and specs drawn up. That's truly a construction loan um, with a, you can purchase new construction homes through the means of just a straight up permanent financing loan, FHA, VA, mm-hmm. conventional and, uh, majority of people, I would say, purchase a new home that way. Like you're explaining, you know, builder bought hundred lots and then he's building yeah. all these homes. You're picking right. a lot from him. That is a more obtainable way to purchase a new home. Construction loans are more difficult to qualify for. Mm. Um, and they're a, a, just more of an intensive process. Whereas the other route, the home is fully built before the lender steps in and, and uh, secures financing on right. it. So it's not as big of a risk to the lender. The home's done. We can see the finished product. Right. With for a construction sure. loan, we don't see anything when we close. So. Yeah. So what are the prerequisites for getting a new construction loan? Credit, do I need good credit? You need decent credit. Right now, 660 is kind of what we're looking for on a credit score. Right on. You know, a little higher than some other programs, but again, it's more risk to the lender. So they want to see that credit worthiness there. Typically you need a decent down payment. 10% down of your total project cost is typically what we're looking at. And then the other kicker is having a little bit of savings. So typically on a construction loan, we need to make sure you have a couple of monthly savings built up in a savings account. We don't want to close and see you have like $500 left in your account. Uh, With construction, anything can come up. Mm -hmm. There can be some things in the process that can change. And we want to make sure that you're financially secure and stable and confident that you're going to be able to make your payments and stuff. Makes sense. Those are kind of like the main things I would say that make construction a little different. The other thing with a construction loan is we have to build in a contingency fund in case something goes wrong on your project. How much is that? Like 10, 20%? 10% typically. Okay. Yep. So if you're building, you know, if your project is 300,000, we're going to make sure you're qualified for 330 because if something goes wrong, we need to make sure you can still obtain your loan that we can pull that money and you'll still qualify. Are you seeing that people are needing that little buffer or are they pretty spot on with their... Um, estimates and get, getting the, the project completed. I have one client right now that it, they're going to need to pull into their contingency fund a little bit. It, and it's not for items that someone would probably expect. So in this case, it's a manufactured home construction loan that we have. So typically you wouldn't have a huge need to use your contingency fund on a manufactured home construction loan. I wouldn't think so. It's a finished it, it's product. It's built somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Right. So, and then they bring it in and the home's already done. So the contingency funds not really intended to be used. However, in this case, so we still close with one because you mm-hmm. still never know. What if they poured the foundation improperly? Sure. You know, what if it broke and they had to pour another section or there's, mm-hmm. who knows? There's lots of stuff. The goal is to not use your contingency fund, right. but it is there if needed. I don't have a lot of clients that need to pull um, money out of their contingency fund. Not yet anyways. Most of our projects has gone have gone as they've been planned. Yeah. Um not to be said that we're not going to close without it, but it's there if needed, but we don't use them very often. Sure. Are, are, is, is anybody general contracting their, their projects or is it all people building it for, for them? So a couple, I have a couple of uh, manufactured home construction loans going on where the homeowner 
uh, is a licensed contractor and they're going to do their foundation work. Hmm. Um, so he's just provided the cost for concrete or whatever, but he's going to do the work himself under his business. And that's one of the nice things about APM is we are flexible. If you are a general contractor that you can work on your project and save some money there or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's good. As long as you've properly identified that the cost of like in that situation, cost of concrete has been accounted for, you know, right. that's not free. Um, we're good with that. And I do have a couple of clients doing some work on their properties. So you typically have two, you could call it contractors involved. There's not like necessarily has to be one person involved. Mm -hmm. So you have your manufactured home dealership that is responsible for the home, the selections, you know, ordering it, all that type of thing. So we approve the dealer as a builder more or less, and we're good to go to pay them. But most clients have two contractors because they have them and then they hire a different company to do their foundation work. That company also has to be approved for payment because we're going to send the foundation person directly their payment. We're not going to send it to the dealership and then pay them unless they want us to do it that way. But if they're not the same company, a lot of times they want the payments to be separate. If the payments are separate, both contractors have to be reviewed and approved that they have a license. They've been in business, a W-9 insurance, all that type of stuff. Anyone we send money to for the building of anything on the property mm-hmm. has to go through that process. Yeah. But it would be an option for the dealership to say, hey, we're going to pay the contractor. We're going to build it into our costs and we'll pay him. That's actually simpler for us because mm-hmm. then we just have a line item for 30 grand. We can send it to them. Then they can pay the necessary parties. That is an option. But if they're not close working relationship, they're probably not going to want to do that. But if it's someone they work with a lot, maybe they would. That, that puts in perspective. All right. My brother is a contractor. Can he build my house? Yeah. Oh, he he can. can. Your brother can build your house as long as he, you know, he's licensed, which you said he's a licensed contractor. So you're good. And as long as he covers all his bases, you know, he's not missing a roofing bid. If he actually Mm -hmm. has everything documented and it looks legit and it is legit, he can definitely build your house. And I won't have any problem rolling into whatever product at the end, conventional FHA, VA. Yep. You can, at the end, you can put it into whatever program fits best for you. The benefit to having a construction loan, you know, when we're talking about the different ways to get a new home is that the builder is paid throughout the process. Mm -hmm. So maybe your brother doesn't have 300,000 to build your whole house and then get paid at the end, which is typically the case. Sure. That's usually a, so the whole reason you would get your construction loan is to send your, your brother or builder payments throughout the process. So, okay, brother, I'll send you a hundred thousand, get my foundation and framing done. That's Mm -hmm. done. Now I'm going to send you another hundred thousand, move on to windows and roofing and all that type of stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's getting payment as he goes along. That's really the biggest difference between a construction loan and just doing a permanent loan on a new home in a subdivision, a new home in a subdivision, they get no payments throughout the process. Right. It's just good faith. I'll pay you in full at the end. Usually you got some kind of deposit you pay. That's that's greater than a normal earnest money put down on a, on a put down a good deposit existing home. Yeah. And then pay the rest at the end when the home is done. So that's, yeah, you can have a, a family member build your home. Love it. You guys, Built your home, right? You, you, did you guys build your own home? Yes, we did. We did a construction loan. How, how did that um, go? So, so you, you know, the process from the consumer side and the work side. Yeah. Um, it went good. I remember being very stressed out because, um, building is just a lot of work. How long did it take? It took a couple months to close our construction loan. And then it took four months to build our house and our builder actually completed in the timeline that they said, and that normally that's, doesn't that's happen. That's rare. It never happens. <laughs> It's usually always a little later. <laughs> always. Even rarely is it early. It's very rarely early. Or on time for that or matter. Or on time. Yeah. I, I always prepare clients um, 
for a longer timeline than what they're told because yeah, got to manage their expectations because stuff happens. You oh know? yeah. Especially the day, this day and age with logistics and stuff showing up and well, they're trying a, to, trying to source windows, trusses, you know, yeah. whatever it could, it could be anything. The coordination of getting the plumber there and the electrician there and all mm-hmm. the different subs involved in the process. And one can't come until the other one's done with their part. So if one of them yeah. set back, they're all set back. And oh. so it's, it's a process, but our builder finished our home the exact timeline that they were expecting to be done. So that was surprising. That's solid. They, they said that they were going to build in four months. And in my head, I was like, okay, six months, but they were done right at four months. I was shocked. So start to finish you were six months in done. Yeah. Start to finish six months. Uh, we weren't, you know, we didn't have a huge budget, so we weren't, it wasn't like custom and like changing a bunch of stuff around. You know, we went with the floor plan they had. It was very straightforward. We didn't really upgrade very many things. So there wasn't a lot of time lost to selections, really. It was like one meeting. We'll do that, that, that. Good to go. We didn't change anything. Um, I bet you were their dream person going in there. Just I, Yeah. It, I just want the basic stuff. Basic. No frills, no thrills. Do you regret not doing some like upgrades when you guys no, built? I do not regret it, to be honest. We've updated some things since then. And the upgrades that we've done since we've been in the house were not the upgrades that we would have done when we were going to build it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We, we ended up doing some different things after the fact that I was closet project. <laughs> yeah. Closet. We did my <laughs> closets. I definitely wasn't, wouldn't have done that out of the gates. And I love my closet now. It's, it's amazing. I nice. the built in shelves and stuff. It's just so functional. It looks nice, right? It looks, it looks fabulous. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's useful. Nice. Floor to ceiling. So it's just like super no clean. wasted space, no wasted space it has the perfect like cubbies and stuff. It's so functional. And like, and when you live in your home for a while, you start to realize what's going to be a functional setup for me. Right. It's harder to set up something that's functional when you haven't lived there yet. Kind of. So for me, I like, I'm good with that. And we don't, we're not super, super flashy or picky anyways. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I do not regret, um, keeping it simple at our, our first build. I mean, it was pretty standard, but we never did regret it. We, yeah. like I said, we updated as we went, but the biggest thing to me is I didn't want to go too crazy and have a payment that we were uncomfortable with either. Oh yeah. It's easy to do. That was more important to me than having nice upgrades and, you know, adding things. It adds up. It adds up. I know when we, we sat down initially with our builders, they go through, you know, we changed some stuff and it is pretty straightforward process about changing things. But I think our upgrades is about 61, $62,000. I'm like, Whoa, it's not doing that. So we scaled it down to about 21. It's like, okay, this is manageable kind of stuff we wanted versus yeah. Know, or needed versus wants. And, you know, if you wanted things and regret, you know, not doing a few things, but man, it, it adds up those, those upgrades. It does add up. And it just depends on your stage in life. I think at, at some point, I think it does make sense to do all your upgrades. If you don't want to ever touch this house again, you're sure. retiring there and you're done, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't want to have to do anything. Then by all means, put all the upgrades in there and get it all done at the time that you build it. Right. Um, but if it's a home that you're going to grow in and you're going to be there 20, 30 years and you've got kids and things that you're going to want to upgrade when they're gone anyways, yep. then hang off, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of life to be lived in a, in an entry level home too, you know? Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and having that payment on that entry level, you know, basic home and then upgrading it as you go, yeah, you're not financing those costs into that loan and just doesn't. And especially at, right now. A lot of our, we're hoping the construction loans we're working on right now, the homes are probably not going to be done until, you know, January, February time. Right. So next year rates might improve by then. So let's hope they will. Let's hope. Well, fingers crossed (laughs) if they do improve. The nice thing is that those clients will get to lock in their interest rate once their home is done. 
So if they do drop, hopefully they'll be in a better position. Some of the clients I'm working with, that's kind of why they chose to do a construction loan. Cause they're like, if I buy an existing home right now, you know, if my rates, let's say 7%, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd rather roll the dice, build the home I really want. If I end up at seven, I was going to have seven anyways, true. or I might get six or Five and a half. I don't know. I didn't think you about know, that. So that, that, of, that is pretty smart. Some of my clients do have that outlook. They're kind of mm-hmm. like, I either buy right now and I'm for sure going to be at this interest rate, or I kind of roll the dice, build the home I really want. I might end up at that rate, but I would have had it anyway. So, right. I mean, it's perspective and, you know, I don't completely disagree with that outlook. I, I'd maybe look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, and your interest rate's not everything. I mean, at some point they're going to change and you can change that situation later, but yep. It's always easy fix, but you know, our area is always going to appreciate. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say interest rates are irrelevant, but don't get too stuck on the one stuck thing. on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You can still get the home of your dreams and, and make, make something happen in a time that the interest rates are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And a lot of the clients too doing construction, loans, they're not super optimistic that the cost to build is going to go down. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, Oh yeah, that's not going to go down for sure. Yeah, so cost of goods is always going to go up. Could wait for next year. Rates are lower, (laughs) but my cost of build is going to be higher. So I don't know exactly. You know, so they're just kind of ready to dive in. Yeah. Are you guys in your forever home? (laughs) We think. Yeah. Hard to say, but I don't. I don't think we'll move. I mean, I I love our house. What's one thing you change? One thing I would change is I wish our living room was bigger. So if I could add more space to the great room area, I totally would, but mm-hmm. it's just too much work. I mean, the home's already done. I don't want to really do an addition or anything like that. Right. Um, but that's one thing I would change is I wish that we would have maybe looked at some of those details a little bit because we were simple. Like, oh, that floor plan looks perfect. We're going to go with that. It's got everything we need. But I mean, in terms of like the square footage of the bedroom, uh, the square footage c- should have been reallocated our our master bedroom is just ginormous same it's just yeah. too big honestly it needs a room that big let's take out five feet <laughs> on that one whole side we'll throw, and throw, it in throw the that room. in the living room so yeah. that detail i wish that you know that we would have been maybe looking at that a little bit more um because now it's kind of a pain in the butt to to change that that uh, would take some effort that i don't really want to put into it I don't care mm-hmm. that much, I don't think, but that's the one thing I would change. Eric, Eric, Eric can just grab his tool belt and just start putting in work. <laughs> well, he could. I don't know if it's going to turn out the way I'm expecting, though. <laughs> what about you? Is there something you would change in your home? L- common spaces, for sure. The, the living spaces, like you said, we have a good size. It's, op- it's a good open floor plan, but a little bigger living area, a um, little bigger island in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, we, we, it's pretty good size, but you know, there's something to be said when you see a massive island, because that's where everybody hangs out or gathers. Conjugates, yeah. 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 In there. Butler's pantry. I get shit for that every day. Like, why don't we have a butler's pantry? It'd be so nice to have. So we just have our plants set up and just kind of shut the door and it'd be out of the way. That's too funny. My parents have a butler's pantry and they are like, this is such a waste of space. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think those are the two biggest things for sure. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is that nothing is ever perfect. You know, oh yeah, and, and, and you can be happy in, in a home. It's not. Oh, I'll never home. be happy. I always complain about something. <laughs> That's just right. how I am. But I'll be content. <laughs> I lived in a seven hundred and fifty square foot home, so ours just feels massive. Not that it is massive, but for sure, it's a step no, up from where we were at. I, I was joking with Veronica about um, the size of our, our master bedroom. I was like, "This is bigger than my first apartment like, <laughs> I ever had like, when I first moved out on my own." It's per- put some perspective when you, uh, yeah, 
compare the two. Yeah. Would you suggest somebody that's on a fence, you know, would you, would you push the new construction if they have to meet the means to? So I think the biggest thing with, um, construction loans specifically mm-hmm. is do you have land? Um, but that's kind of a, a big piece to the puzzle. If you don't have land, it is not always super cheap or as affordable to do a new con- uh, construction loan as opposed to buying an existing home. Mm-hmm. Majority of my construction loan clients have, have acquired their land or they have a, a lot of money saved up. And I say that because if you have land, let's say you have land, it's paid off, it's owned free and clear. That's mm-hmm. a great opportunity to do a construction loan because we're going to use that equity as your that 10% down payment portion. So if you have land that's worth 50000 you have a $50,000 down payment right there without right. actually having to have fifty grand on hand. If that is the case, a construction loan is something you should heavily consider as opposed to buying an existing home because it gives you the opportunity to get a brand new home without needing that significant cash on hand. If you do not have land yet, a construction loan is typically a good option for someone who has large savings on hand, mm-hmm. you know, 40, 50,000. You don't always need that much necessarily, but you need 10% of your project. And sure. most projects are well over 300,000 nowadays. What's, what's the average cost you think of your, your total new construction loans? What do you think the average cost is? Right now they're ranging. I would say, I think, you know, 280 is my lowest one. Wow. I think 280 is the lowest. Jeez. My highest is just shy of 700. Uh-huh. The average has got to be maybe, and I don't, I would say 450 maybe. Yeah. I would say 450 is the average. And these are a blend of stick built and manufactured because I do right. a lot of manufactured um, installs, whether that be with a construction loan or a permanent loan. We do, we're just, we do a bunch of them. Um, and so that most of the projects that are under 350 are manufactured installs. Typically the stick built ones are 350 plus having that price difference sometimes does give construction loans opportunity to someone who doesn't want a $400,000 house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if somebody is trying to be at that 280, 290 range, it's feasible, you know, especially if you have land that you own you can throw a manufactured home on there. True. Some of them are super nice. Yeah, absolutely. I've lived in worse. <laughs> I grew up in a manufactured home, so it's, we lived in one for a while too. So yeah, yeah. I, I loved our home. It was great. And so, yeah, it, it got moved from somewhere else and it was not new. So I can assure you it was not that <laughs> nice, but you know, we do. Ours was good. <laughs> so if you're interested in a new construction loan, hit up Sam. Don't hit up me. It's too much work. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Oh,